everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you are brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. Today we brought on one of my favorite people in all of Magic the Gathering and one of my favorite people in real life. Uh, that is John Dunning of They Said We Said of The Hive Mine. Uh, also on with him with 10 Street Hooligans. And he does Director's Cut, Cult of Films, and Director's Chair. And he does a movie slash magic YouTube channel. And he is just an all-around awesome guy. I wanted to bring him on the show uh, really just to shoot the shit and just talk about magic content creation and just him in general and just really pick his brain on some stuff and I hope you all really enjoy this episode because I had a lot of fun talking with him and making it uh before we begin let's get a little ad out of the way uh, this show is brought to you by legitmtg.com legitmtg.com is the best place to buy magic singles and sealed product any order over $2 or more will give you free shipping. That is legitmtg.com. They have been with us for three years now, and I thank them very much for that. Uh, love those people over there. And without further ado, here is John Dunning of They Said We Said. Hey, everybody. Zuby here, and I've got the one, the only, the magnificent Zuby here with uh, John Dunning <laughs> from <laughs> They Said We Said. Oh, or is all done? <laughs> Yeah, um, how's it going, man? Hey, man, what's up? It's, I know. Uh, I, two times a week I get to see you uh, I know. this week. This is great. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I wanted to have you back on the show again because it it's been about a year since I think you've been on the show. And it's, um, I sort of like trying to do these recurring guests type thing. Um, you know, come on and we just chat about magic and content creation, whatever the hell else that people want to listen to us talk about. As you adjust your camera, how dare you? We're recording. <laughs> We're live right now. I couldn't do that during the the un you know recorded pre show. I had oh, to do that while okay. recording. <laughs> okay. Do you have a special guest with you tonight? Uh, yeah, man. It's a also a, a reoccurring guest. Uh, as, <laughs> as much as I am a, uh, I can be compared to herpes. I also uh, have have one right here, which is Clyde Mays. This guy. Uh, it keeps just popping his, his ugly head in all shows I've been doing lately uh, because the bottle was free and it's it's decent enough to drink by itself. So uh, nice. I am. I like that we're getting more and more uh, uh, drinking Zuby lately. I try. It's um it's only special occasions. It's I do, mm. I definitely 10 Street Hooligans. It's I enjoy doing it except when I'm doing the D and D because mm -hmm. I need to have somewhat of a straight mind because I'm just thinking of so much other shit happening and all that sure. stuff because you know I'm focusing on the OBS stream I'm focusing on all the rules and then because I know you guys are still really new to D&D &D, um, mm -hmm. I'm having to also help you out with some of the rules and all that stuff I don't think tipsy Zuby or drunk Zuby would be a very good DM for you all at that point I mean, it would be fitting, I think. It'd be funny. <laughs> It'd be definitely funny, but it's it's just another added level of stress that I don't feel like putting sure. myself under um sure. but yeah man so i mean everybody who's listened to my show should know um john dunning here if you don't in case you don't know he's got a youtube channel they said we said it's a magic slash movie channel and um you do the hive mine and then we do the weekly uh magic show 10 street hooligans yeah. which is live and it's quickly becoming like 
it's getting to a point where even though I'm a part of the show, I still enjoy listening to the podcast the next day just to hear some of the the funny shit that's happened. And um, <laughs> it's like I listened to that game show like the day after, and that was funny. Um, the D and D one, um, the what la- this week's episode, I listened to it again, and there's just been yeah. a lot of fun. It's um, and I love the addition to Pixie Kitten to it. She's been a really good addition to it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, she or, or that someone the last episode was the mailbag episode. Yeah. And one of the questions was, what is I think it was one. What was our favorite episode uh, that we've done so far? And we've been yeah. doing the show now for what, a year? Yeah, it's a little been about over a year. A year. Yeah. And, and I think that this mailbag episode was was probably my favorite episode that we've ever done. It had just like everything. It was it was hilarious. It had it had uh, weird challenges. Like we all had to eat marshmallows, which oh is my God. Just absolutely disgusting. Please, never but... again. Like, dude, I I came this close to. I, I mean, I did start gagging, but I came this close yeah. to like puke because I could feel you know my stomach starting to churn. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> dude, it was so disgusting. Thank you, Total fun, MTG, though. for that. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks yeah. to Matt at Total MTG for that one. Yeah, thanks, man. Was he? That was him. Yeah, that was him. That was that was him wanting us to do it. The Chubby Bunny competition. Sick bastard. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So you Such also a nice guy, but uh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I love Matt. He's been on my shows at two or three times now. I, I need to have him on again because he's another recurring guest. I love Matt. It's see, that's one of the things. It's. You and I have talked, you know, at length in private about content creation and our woes mm-hmm. and ups and downs. And, you know, there's a lot of times where you get to the point where it's, you know, obviously, you know, we talk, we want to become big. You know, we'd love to hell. I'd love to make this a full time job and all that shit. It's obvious. Obviously, that's really hard to do. But um, it's at the end of the day when we do come to a point where we stop doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to be glad the friends that I've made along the way, like you, Matt, um, you know, coach, Pixie, Johnny, all them, because I would not have I've never would have met any of you guys without doing this stuff, you know, for sure. Yeah, man, uh, th- that is seriously the best part. It's like I was just I mean, it, it's it sounds so cliche, but it seems like just yesterday I was literally listening to to Magic of Zuby on uh, at, at my desk at work um, when I had a, a, a desk job or, you know, even like um, the command zone or Masters of Modern and all the all these, you know, turn one thoughts, these all these all these podcasts that uh, you you sit down and listen to brainstorm yeah. brewery like and now it's like I'm not only. I not only got a chance to interview some of these people, but now I'm, I've made friends for life. Like you, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, you and I are like BFFs so, or, or Jason Alt is, is, you know, oh, yeah, I, I, him, him too. Yeah. 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 Just, just what a, what a cool, what a cool experience. What a cool ride this has been. And yeah, you know, relatively we're, we're very small minnows in a pretty small pond, but it's, well, the pond's getting bigger. It is. <laughs> it's it definitely is. gotten bigger the past year. It's yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just like, but the the contacts and, and just the experiences that we've had, uh, just in the small amount of time that we've been doing this is is really like. I, sometimes I just sit back and just like, oh shit, I just had a conversation with X or Y, or you know, I'm making big plans with with this person or this person, or I get to do a live show with with you and Coach and 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 Johnny and Pixie, and that's just. It's crazy. Oh, it, I look you know, forward to it every every week. It's yeah. I love it. 
I love it. I'm sad that I'm gonna have to miss the next two weeks because of work. It's it's because of work, and um, yeah, it's it's. I told you a little bit like my job may be changing, and it's I'm gonna be finding out more about that Monday to see what that exactly entails. Mm, that mean, soon, huh? Yeah, it's um. It sounds like it's a good thing, but I've still got a lot of questions, and it's sort of, I don't know. I, I feel like in some aspects, I'm definitely going to be busy and traveling more, but I think in other aspects, I'll maybe I'll be able to focus on content more as well, too. That's cool. I may not, like I said, I may not be able to show up for 10 Street mm-hmm. Hooligans all the time mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but I'll be able to focus maybe more on other content. Like, I still, I keep saying I want to keep writing this adventure module I'm writing for D&D, and it's to be honest like a lot of times that when i do have free time i'm like nope i don't want to do it because you know you yeah. just get tired and you, you know what i mean you work a full-time job and mm-hmm. and then family and all that other awesome stuff of life <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna say another adjective weren't you yes 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 <laughs> Try, trying to remain positive here but um yeah, man, it's um, and I also got to give a shout out to my boy Alec, who met who he he reached out to me during one of my pod my early early podcast episodes, and he's a guy that lives you know an hour away from me, and mm. you know him and his whole family and my wife and kids we're all friends with his family now, and it's um you know just like I would have never met him had I never done this show before, That's so cool. I'm thankful Is that the for the Dirtle that. Turtle, yeah, or? yeah, yeah, Alec the Dirtle. Yeah, he's right. he's the number one recurring guest on the show. I think he's got seven or eight spots. Damn. Yeah, he's been right. in a lot of episodes. Um, I got some catching up to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's it's weird. <laughs> um, you know, do do you ever look back at your content, like especially Hive Mind? Hive Mind has changed a lot, mm-hmm. and um, and when I try to listen back to some of my old episodes, one, it sounds completely alien to me now. <laughs> and all that stuff and yeah the other and it just kind of makes you realize how far you've come along too i mean not just your hive mind but your other you know content as well too yeah oh for sure it just just focusing on the hive mind even i feel like it's in its third act because i think that you know just from we'll we'll just talk real quick like production wise so the the first iteration i i think or the first era of the hive mind uh was was from you know episode one that was with coach and literally that show just happened because i don't now i don't even remember how it happened but i remember i was talking to coach um from the card (laughs) bazaar and Mm -hmm. we're we're just like oh we want to do this but that fell through so let's just try to do this kind of interview show and so he was my my first guest and he's the only reoccurring guest on the hive mind he has two episodes on there i gotta Uh, beat that he's always begging for more i'm like what are you talking about like you're i'm with you every week and like (laughs) on the hive mind so bad i'm like dude you're you've been on there twice and i do 10 street with you but i don't know whatever coach we'll get you back on uh but yeah from from like that episode like the first episode with coach going to i think uh mtg mudsta was the last uh one where it was it was like a weird pre-recorded show and you were yeah, on in this yeah, era i remember and that. it was like a weird tv thing and i, and, I, and I, was, I liked the setup it was pretty unique it was cool but it was like the, it was what i had right it was yeah, like yeah. The, the audio was bad like and it had some good people on like uh randy bueller was on there but it's just like yeah the, that's the, right that's right the audio was so bad and uh 
And I think that shied a lot of people away uh, fr from it initially kind of gaining some steam. And then the second iteration was when I moved to, to Washington. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for anything anymore. I'm just going to make this a live show. And I think Sybin, uh, who now, you know, the Aether Hub, who just quit Magic completely. That's, that yeah, just yeah, that was, um, that was a bit yeah. surprising. God, did you see his video today about the whys? I was just like, oh no! My. Oh, he kept, re released a video about why he did. Let's do. Let's turn this into a live reaction show on that video. <laughs> Is it like a long video or something? It, or kind of. It's pretty. Oh man, he threw a lot of shade at like Blake and stuff like that. So, oh, well, I mean, and I'll be honest, like not trying to be too down on the guy, but mm -hmm. there's been times where I've seen his tweets and it's just sort of my reaction was like, come on, you really don't need to. And yeah, and it's, it's kind of Eeyore, you know, it's like, ooh. and I, I get it, dude. It's like, OK, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Right. Sure. Um, especially last year. Last year was one of my hardest years ever mm -hmm. because due to what happened with my oldest daughter and yeah. I took a lot of breaks. There are times where I said, okay, I'm done because it's just, I, I was not mentally there for it. And then earlier this year, it was, I just said I had to be done again. Like, and I thought that was going to be the end, but I think what it really meant for me personally was that was more of the end of me kind of playing magic the way I was playing because I noticed I miss podcasting. I still love magic as a game. Yeah. I still love playing it, but I was noticing I think it was maybe more of the fact where I wasn't enjoying playing Magic as much anymore, and and that kind of affected the podcast as well too. And then there there was a bunch of other stuff going on in life too, where it was just things were getting really stressed out at work, and it's. But I noticed when I was taking that break, like I really miss podcasting. Like I miss you guys, and it's you know I I've got my own demons to deal with too that I you know try to fight off every day, and mm -hmm. some days are better than others. And absolutely. But yeah, it's, I try to, I try not to convey that. Like I try not to be a Debbie Downer all the time where I know I do complain on this show and probably on Twitter, but I, I feel like this year I've been trying to make it more of a point on Twitter, at least in social media, where I'm trying to post more positive stuff. And even though there are times where I complain, it's just more of not complaining to the point where I'm bitching so you can feel sorry for me type thing. You know what I mean? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things that is great about the the close knit community that we've built. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, I I could I could really. It's not. I don't want to come off as like I'm being disingenuous in, in social media. Like, but you once you get to a certain point, and I'm not saying I'm at a huge point uh, or have a huge platform or anything, but yeah. I have. There is a there's a non-trivial amount of followers, right? So you have to conduct yourself social in, in, in social media a little bit differently uh, with, with just more things in mind than you do in, in with your close friends. And, and that's what's so great about building what we have together, yeah. like with with uh, with uh, 10 Street and all that, where I could go to you or coach or, or now Pixie or Johnny now and be like, you know, I, I, I could kind of unload on you guys and, yeah, and have yeah. the sounding and vice board. versa. Yeah, exactly. And where before it just I, th I think a lot of people kind of do that in social media and then they get either blacklisted or they're just or, you know, it just becomes a weird thing. And it, it takes a like everyone should go to like they should teach a social media class in school because 
it's become such a, a important part of people's lives and yeah. such a huge part of everyone's life now. And it like how to conduct yourself, how to, I don't know, like, and again, I'm not saying don't be, don't be you, don't be, don't be disingenuous, but there's so many things that can be taken so wrong nowadays in today's oh social gosh. climate yeah. that, that you could <clears throat> not even know that you're doing something like that and you could be, you could just get lambasted. So, oh um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, I'm just, and yeah. It, it, exactly like to that <clears throat> point where, you know, I've talked to you about this many times, like whenever there's some stupid magic Twitter drama where mm -hmm. it could be about the dumbest thing in the world, where when you look at the grand scheme of things, this does not matter. Like, I don't understand how this would affect your life. And, and, you know, right. you, you could complain like, oh, this is like your privilege talking and all that stuff. And I, I get that. I can get that aspect, but there's just really some stuff where, in it's like I, I would sort of get sucked up into that and just start reading I'm like oh my god just whatever and that now I'm at the point where I'll see the drama I'll start reading it and I'm like like why I mean the mute button is so useful yeah. <laughs> it is it, it's useful and it's also and, and, and that's and that was like something I talked I said to Tarmacat because I noticed she posted on something because the whole the black aerial thing and she think she said like oh i love arguing with these idiots or something like that and i was just like you know that's why i don't argue anymore online on any platform because regardless of what side you're on everybody very high chance that no one's going to change their mind online they're going to double down right and yeah. it's just going to turn into shit and why waste that energy you know absolutely yeah uh, I mean, you are too busy. I'm too busy. Everyone's too busy to just get sucked into all that crap so much. And it's just like that that that's the one great thing about being a content creator or, you know, doing stuff in a creative space is you are you will never be bored. I always have something to do now. I always have something to yeah. research or prepare for. And that in itself, I think, is very therapeutic where before it's just like, you know, you you know, you have stuff with your family, but you're, you know, you go to work and all that, but then you just, uh, you said just go home and just feel lost. And now I feel like it's content yeah, creation. You have something to look forward to and all that. Yeah, thing. you really do on a week to week or, or even day to day basis now. And that's, that's really great. And that's something that you could really, once you find your, your voice and find what fuels you, it really kind of fills in those gaps. Uh, if you are so inclined, so inclined to take something like that. Yeah. Since I've been back, I've really only been doing episodes, talking about stuff that I want to talk about. I, yeah. I I've almost <clears throat> fallen into the trap where, okay, let's talk about the new previews. Let's talk about the new decks that are out. And I've done a little bit of that, but yeah. I'm not going to go back to the point where, oh, okay, it's a new week. Let's talk about the latest decks that are out there. Let's talk about the latest cards and previews. Cause I'm like, there's already podcasts out there for that. And they do it better right. than I do, but you know, I'm going to do what I want to talk about and I'm going to bring on people that I actually want to interview. Right. Yeah. If I bring you on to this show, anybody out there listening, it's because I want to talk to you. It's not because I feel some obligation or anything like, Oh, this will get me views and all that stuff. It's right. You know, if I wanted to do that, I'd be reaching out to all the top pros and all the top <laughs> content creators and all that. And it's, I, I just, I'm to a point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. I mean, people are going to like it or not. And if they don't, okay. I've already gotten some complaints, but eh, whatever. Really? Yeah. Just, um, 
You're too genuine now, Zuby. No, just more. <laughs> it's how do I even describe it? I, I don't even know. I, I can show you the email after after the show here. Yeah, but yeah. um, it's just just complaints from some people where it's like, whatever. It's I I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm thankful for people listening and all that stuff. But you know what? It's it's it, it almost fuels me when I get uh, bad comments and all that stuff because I never really respond to it. But I'm just more like he he he. It's like right. awesome type thing. I, I'm I'm totally with you. And and at this point, whether it be Ten Street, whether it be uh, the Hive Mind, or even the movie stuff, it's just like I'm not chasing the dragon so much anymore where it's just like if I'm going to have someone on on any of the things that I'm doing it's because I care about their story and and I'll get backlash sometimes for the the people I bring on like Um, the elephant in the room I I was going to say yeah I wasn't even going to bring up the name but I was just like you know let's talk about it it's you know sure no it's fine and and realistically it's okay so May for MTG she said some some horrible, abhorrent, deplorable things uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, d- did I think they did I agree that that was all shitty? What she said, absolutely. I think it was the worst kind of things that you could say about a certain type of of uh, uh, people, I guess. Um, however, in what made her story different from a Hamburglar or an MTG Lion or, or any mm-hmm. of these other, you know, consummate <laughs> shit posters is that they doubled down on being assholes and they made oh, yeah. oh, careers yeah. doing this. Hamburglar said he, he grew out of magic because he was such a shithead that now he's just like this beacon of... of Dude, he's blown things. up. He, he's he's a pillar of that kind of, of, of thing. I think they call it skeptic community or something. Or oh, I, I don't uh, even know. Foil hat, fucking, you know, whatever. Well, but I mean, I, I don't know what community it's a part of, but, dude, I watched... Yeah. Um, I, I happened to watch one of his videos because I saw this video and... it. I, I watched his video and it happened to show his video in the next one. Um, right. It, it was, I guess it was an extra, I don't know if you ever heard of the YouTube channel called Extra Credits. No. Um, they released a video, I think, the other day that just got massively downvoted, talking about, basically, if you play a Nazi in a video game, you're a Nazi in real life. Or, or some <laughs> shit. Or if you play a terrorist in a video game, you're a terrorist. They're, they're essentially, the whole argument was... You should be able to, like, in a World War II shooting game, you should be able to choose what side you want to play, the Axis or Allies. Since since you're being forced to play a Nazi, that's really bad on the game developer side. Oh, boy. And it was just, oh. the whole argument was like, oh, my God. Like, essentially, and then I, I, I'll admit it, I did watch Hamburger's video, and he brought up a good point where his point was people are knowingly buying these games they know that you have a chance of playing a Nazi. So, you know, how does that make that person knowingly buy it like bad or whatever? It's, I, I know I'm messing up the points here. And if people listen, they can be like, oh no, they did X, Y, Z. But it was just that whole, the whole extra credits video was like, oh my God, we've come this far where mm-hmm. it's like, 
Oh, God. But whatever, whatever. So yeah, made for MTG. Sorry, went off a little no, tangent. No, no, no. <laughs> and I yeah. So I'm just saying, like she was. Her case was she made strides to she she made comments against the LBGT community a couple yeah. of years ago. So she since then she you know apologized. She does uh, like pride streams and, and is now a supporter of yeah because she was harassed off that Mythic Invitational. And that was and that was what drew me to her story. She got accepted. So okay, so she is the largest uh, Mexican Mexican MTG Arena streamer. So yeah. that that's not nothing. I mean, yeah. th- if you're the largest person in your in your country for doing this thing, then that's that's huge. And so yeah, that's Watsi, definitely something. Yeah, Watsi recognized that. So they invited her to the largest uh, Magic tournament, right, with the largest payouts and all this stuff. Yeah. She got so lambasted by the people that read those comments and Hooglin, Jeff Hooglin was just like all over that um, because, you know, Jeff Hooglin is, yes, he was the largest MTG arena streamer in the world as far as if you just went by the numbers. Yeah. But he was just such a, a radical, Watsy didn't invite him to the show. This was supposed to be, it's like the pro tour. The pro tour is not pro player tour it's promotional tour this company isn't going to put someone that is like a jeff hoogland or anything like that attached oh yeah that, that, their... i think watts even told him like yeah we have no interest in working with you too yeah he's he's just he, even though he his politics and whatever line up on the side that usually Watsy lines up with he is just so crazy and whatever so they're just like no thanks but no thanks um so with mayfer they decided to look past everything so they they wanted her but she was getting like death threats and all the yeah, shit if you show yeah. up you know this x y and z is going to happen so the I wasn't like, oh, I have to get Mayfer on there because of whatever, because I think she's going to get me a lot of views. That is a story yeah. that is that needs covering. And, you know, it, it's kind of like the, with the whole Mary Lauk thing. I got a lot of shit for that. And oh, yeah, which I didn't understand. That was a weird deal. That was weird. <laughs> that was really weird because. Yeah. So before I want to talk about that, but before we get into that, Mayfer. Um, yeah. One of the things, because I watched that whole video, I will admit it was a little bit hard to watch because of the language barrier. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I, I was almost a little disappointed because I'm not saying you glossed over that whole controversy. Mm-hmm. I felt like you wanted to go deeper into it. Right. But the um, the language barrier was kind of stopping you with yeah, that. For, I, I know very little... Spanish. I, you know, my mom was fluent in Spanish. She was a Russian Jew, but she was fluent in Spanish. Go figure. Uh, she went. To, she lived in Madrid for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but so I, 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 under, I understand Spanish better than I could speak it. Um, so yes, I, and I got a lot. I got some real bad criticism for that. Even fact bringing of, her on too. Well, bringing her yeah. on certainly, but also that I, that I was accused of glossing over and just being like, "Oh, you said these things, but you were so young, ha ha ha." Um, but but like you said, it was. I probably could have put her to the thumb screws a little bit more, but I couldn't have done it in a in a constructive way. Yeah. To where it, where it conveyed to the audience as well. Well, if I, that if that makes sense. Yeah, I felt like from what I was watching, you could have asked the harder questions, but since that language barrier was there, I feel like she wouldn't have been able to give the proper answer. Maybe you you and the audience wanted to hear more. Sure. If, if that makes yeah. sense, because it's 
because I noticed there was just a lot of short answers with her and it was it was probably one of the shorter what everyone saw was one of the shorter hive minds that I've done in a while. I cut a good twenty minutes off of the runtime because of that language bar- barrier. Yeah. And, and, and some that, that, that happens, you know. Yeah, and, so, and some of that was uh, where I, 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 you know, and I'm not trying to say I, I did go crazy. I'm like, you need to answer the question. Girl. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, w- it wasn't like that, but I, but some of what got left on the cutting room floor was talking a little bit more about that, but it just wasn't coming across in a coherent way enough for the audience to yeah. even get anything out of it so and that happens it's i took a shot with her um you know i'd probably do it again I, I, and and that's the thing it's just like i'm not if you're just coming to hear a formulaic show of let's talk about this let's talk about this that's not what you're gonna What's get your favorite that's not, magic card yeah know? exactly i, I don't want <laughs> to be that because I'll burn out, you know, and I already am kind of feeling that burnout with that show because I feel like that's I, I need to pander to that kind of thing to 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 get the views and whatnot. But I just want interesting stories or people that I want to find out more about. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. what the show's supposed to be. And before we because I want to get a little bit deeper into the hive mind, too. Um, but the thing that got me with Mayfer was mm-hmm. I understand the controversy behind it. I, I say up front, I didn't personally agree with her being invited at first, but mm-hmm. I would not have, you know, gone in and attacked her and all that. After. Because of her comments or because Be- because of, of the, because of the comments. Um, yeah. when, when I found out about it, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't think they should have done that. But you know what? That's Watsy's de- decision. Whatever. It doesn't affect me. It's I, right. I don't I don't agree with it. But the thing that gets me and I. I've heard this on a lot of other podcasts is just forgiveness, right? Yeah. When someone who in their past, cause let's, let's all open up the bag here. We've all done bad shit in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. We've all said shit. We've all done shit. We've, but we all change as human beings as we get older, as years go by, y- you know, you may have held views when you were 18 that you no longer agree with. You would look at 18-year-old John and be like, how the fuck, why did I ever think this way, right? Oh, 18-year-old John was way cooler than 35-year-old John. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. It's like, yeah, yeah. you may have certain world views that are completely different now, right. you know? Um, and the fact that what gets me is there's so many people out there that just because... 2014 John Dunning may have had a different worldview compared to 2019 John Dunning and you maybe it was the bad worldview to have at that point you've learned grown and adapted and you know say okay I don't believe in that anymore people still hold you to oh 2014 John Dunning said this so nope you're gone for good you know and it's just like come on it's unless it's something extremely egregious and all that stuff. Let's get past it and grow and learn as human beings. This community that. for for what it gets right has this thing where it's the, the court of public opinion is just so strong. Like you said, it, it's just like who who gets to decide when someone is rehabilitated, when they, when their image is rehabilitated. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Okay, she she apologized, or or not even her, you know, like other people, like this person apologized, they they screwed up, 
Um, they they made strides. They did, you know, I guess like you could say like her doing her her pride streams and being very active in that community now is like her community service. Yeah. When is enough enough? Or is it just not enough? Do people just want do they want blood essentially do they just well that or do they just want what what works for them the greater hive mind of of, of that side <clears throat> i guess and that and that's it once you step out of that line are you gone forever do you do you, yeah. do you live in exile forever and i don't th- and if i you know like i said this, this community is great but that's the one thing that i don't really appreciate or agree with it's just like if someone wants to rehabilitate themselves and they learn from their mistakes who are you or who are is everyone to to say no like who who gets why do they get to be judge jury and executioner on someone that's trying to really change for the better yeah and it's and it's not just a problem in this community i think it's a problem with social media as a whole that's one of the downsides of social media where it's you say something wrong and I mean Kevin Hart is a good example when he, what what he said in what 2010 or something because how they kicked him out of the Oscars essentially mm-hmm. um, he said something in 2010 about like if he had a gay son or some shit I don't remember the exact quote and um, and then you know he's probably grown and learned from that he probably doesn't believe that at all anymore and it could have been just a joke and all that and I'll stop you there Kevin Hart has grown up in this country. 2010 is not a huge time away from from that. Yeah, like there is a there is, and I don't want to keep making excuses for this girl because I really don't know her. I, yeah. I know her just from setting up mm-hmm. uh, schedule wise in DMs and then doing the show, and and then since then we've said maybe five words to each other. Hey, the show's up. Did you like it? Great. You know, she sends me little emojis. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> and again, this is going to come off as making excuses, but it, it is it's also a cultural thing a little bit, too, in, in her case where that's, you know, she says her streams like everyone's really nasty to her because that's kind of what they do. And, and you know, ignorance. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say it's, oh, you know, she didn't know any better or anything, but when you grow up in a certain area or a certain region and that's yeah. kind of all that's all that's being taught, you know, said around you, you kind of fall into it until you're, you're old enough and smart enough to do your own research. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of give her a little bit more of a pass, you know, playing the ignorance card than someone like a Kevin Hart, because he grew up in this country. He knew what he was saying. And you know, same thing as like a Kevin Spacey or, or someone like that. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't want to get crazy. too much into socioeconomics and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but it's from what you're saying, yeah. When, when you're talking about with something like Mayfer, I mean, it's almost kind of akin to say you're, you grow up in a racist family, right? Sure. You, you know, you get that ideology put into you as growing up and mm-hmm. there's a really high chance that you're going to be like that too. And then maybe you grow up one day and, you know, start learning. Oh, okay. You know, every other race is just regular people too. And, yep. you know, and start learning. So yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean by that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that got a little deep there, but uh, go, <laughs> going on back onto Mary, how do you say your last name? Lou or Mary Lauk Lauk. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a strange one to me where she, yeah. she put out some accusations about Owen Turtenwald 
Um, just get the cat out of the bag here because Owen Turtonwald's pretty much been MIA since what February, March, or something like that. Because yeah. he because he got uninvited to the Mythic Invitational or whatever, and mm-hmm. has been pretty much silently kicked out of the MPL, but without even any kind of announcement or anything like that and Mary Lauk put on Twitter with some accusations saying something like oh finally the cat's out of the bag or whatever it was I don't remember the exact words but Mm -hmm. um, and then you had her on the show and you surprisingly got a lot of flack for it and I was a little taken aback because I personally feel that if this were anyone else in the community I mean not her but if, if she was accusing anyone else in the community that maybe wasn't part of the MPL or loved as much as Owen was Mm-hmm. It would have been a different story. Well, let, let me clear it up real quick, and because I, I, she, I had her on when she came out with the uh, post, the blog post uh, against uh, AJ Soccer. So, um, oh, oh, that's right, that's what it was. I'm sorry, man. I completely no, no, no. But, get but, it confused here. But she definitely did go on go on Twitter afterwards. It was I think it was only what two, three months after, and that's when the Owen Turtonwald stuff happened. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm getting my timelines confused here. I'll blame Dump Zuby. Your, your uh <laughs> your your soccer Turtonwalds mixed yeah. up. <laughs> Same people um, to me. The only it was mm, that I'm was, remembering that was, now it, the AJ soccer thing, yeah. Yeah. So so I contacted her. Okay, so she she posted on Twitter about AJ Soccer. AJ Soccer was a very beloved, uh, you know, feminist um, member of the of the Magic community, and then she posted this thing about their relationship and all this stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, I I took a shot. I tried to be Dateline NBC, and it's it's not like what was strange about it was the non interaction. It's still I know people watched it because it's the highest watched hive mind that I've ever done. Although it's like the least talked about and shared because when, when things start getting gray and things start happening to, to certain people, uh, especially certain beloved people in the community, people don't say a damn word. People don't touch it. it it's just like, Oh, you know, everyone's kind of, everyone's seen the Homer Simpson meme of him you yeah, know, slipping yeah, into yeah, the bushes. Yeah. Right. That's what it kind of becomes. And I'm not saying that the, the community is, cowardly or anything but it, it's just very bizarre uh when when things like that happen um it got a whole lot of dislikes it got the usual uh you know masoch or um uh yeah ma- not masochistic but um pr- pro-masculine hate comments you know like oh she ruined his life and there was no there was no proof. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Uh, believe the victim first, of course, you know. Um, go cry to mommy about that kind of stuff. Uh, but <laughs> it, it was it was just very bizarre how no one no one in the community it was like crickets. But yeah. I but it blew it blew up view wise. So I know everyone watched it. It was just And weird I remember there was a Reddit thread it. about it. I mean not about your video, but just about the whole situation too. Right. And um as much as we hate Reddit, I feel like sometimes, depending yeah. on the situation, Reddit's a little bit more level-minded mm-hmm. um, compared to some people on social media. But yeah, that that was a very strange thing. And then the whole Owen Turtonwald thing too was also pretty weird. How no one really wanted to talk about it either. And it's like more people DM'd me about more people DM me asking me if I was going to do something. 
for that. If I was going to yeah. contact Mary again, have her back on the show and talk about the Owen thing, cover it, then uh, comment when I did the first one. So I, either people were happy that I did that. I mean, some people came out like Tarmocat is just awesome, right? She is just yeah. the best of the best. I love her to pieces. I know. I need to get her on the show, too, because she's... You should. Yeah. She is awesome. Uh, she, when I did the Mary Lau thing, she was just like, thank you so much for, for putting a spotlight and doing this. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but it was yeah. a, the greater community kind of shied away from it. But like I said, as soon as she posted that turtle wall thing, everyone DM me and said, are you going to do this again? Yeah. And I'm like, what? This is, this is very bizarre. Yeah. But I, I decided, no, uh, it was, you know, no. So I didn't. Yeah, it happens, man. It's been, um. It's been kind of a crazy ride for Magic lately in terms yeah. of not just the game, but also like the whole drama of it, too. And it feels like every week there's something new happening. And Well, well, Zuby, power and toughness is hard to get right on a card, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that tonight, and I'm like, people are really going to flip out over that? It's a mistake. I mean... Yeah, it's pretty funny though. It, just... it is funny. It's when I first saw when I first saw it. I'm, I I honestly didn't know. Is it a two two or two three? I don't know which one's yeah. which because someone just posted the card like this is wrong. I'm like, well, which one's right? I don't know. Because yeah. if it's a two three, I'm playing that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even as a two two, it didn't seem that bad. You know. No, it's very good. Yeah. But um, oh, God. but it, it's just one of those. It's like I feel like, and and, and now that I'm deeper into the D and D community. The mm-hmm. D&D community has its own sort of drama, but sure. a lot of the community is not really centrally located, if that makes sense. Like, when you start getting into the magic community, you kind of know the who's who, right? There's the mm-hmm. really popular people, you know, on Twitter, and then you know the certain groups, and then there's Reddit, where a lot of people mainly congregate around. There's really mm-hmm. no other sites for that. D&D, on the other hand, feels a little bit more spread out. Yeah, there are the popular people, like Critical Role, Matt Mercer, insanely huge. There's Joe Monta, whatever, the guy married to Sofia Vergara, who is mm-hmm. insanely into D&D as well, too. There's You got the celebrity status people. like they, mm-hmm. They'd be equivalent to Jimmy Wong, right, or Brian the Professor. Right. They're so small compared to some of these D&D people. Sure. Um, but as far as the greater community of like content creators, it's very spread out in terms of... And it seems, for the most part, there's it's a lot more friendly to newer people just from my interactions and all that stuff like when I had my when I did my RPG companion and had Matthew Corleone from Cabold Press talking about I was just picking his brain I don't know if you listened to that episode mm-hmm. I did I, I actually, picked yeah. I, I basically wanted him on for my selfish reasons because I just want to pick his brain like <laughs> how do you write a module right you know because I had yeah. I sort of read some articles and sort of guessed on how to do it and he just gave me like a detail, like tip after tip after tip and I'm like oh pfft. I loved it. And it was the best RPG companion episode I've done. It's mm-hmm. the downloads for the podcast are up. The video, YouTube video views are way up. And I got such great response from it, too. Yeah, if I would have done something similar and for Magic, it'd be like, who? Right? Yeah. Or like, I don't <clears throat> care. It's A lot of times it's when I do interviews. If it's not like The Professor or Jeff Hoogland or something like that, it's like no one cares. 
Well, I don't think anyone's having Jeff Hoogland on their podcast right now. Yeah, probably not. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what I mean though, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's it. I just get the feeling that D and D is just a lot more friendlier on on the surface, at least. Who knows what it's like if, if I were to get deeper? And I'm not saying Magic Community is like full of hateful people and all that stuff, but you definitely sort of know. It's very judgy, right? Extremely, extremely judgy. Yes. Yeah. Um. And one wrong sentence could be your death. Oh, yeah, at the end of you. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And it's yep. and, and and people who want to say no, it's not like that at all. I'm like, it really is. It really is. Yeah. It, as much as people don't want to admit, yeah, th- there is a quote unquote blacklist. I mean, it's not like it's a written list that people all get into a like conclave and be like, oh, we can't have John Dunning and Zuby on anywhere anymore. It's sort of like. <laughs> It's just sort of like an unspoken rule type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little it's a little cabali. Uh, but again, I you know I don't want to. But but come I mean off too negative either. Yeah, I, I'm not like trying to be super negative. I'm just like kind of just saying like yeah, this is how it is, and it's right. you know <laughs> I mean you you let it affect you or you don't. Last year, yeah, would that have really affected me? Oh yeah, for sure because I've been trying to make this yeah. freaking thing happen because I was traveling. To a lot of places last year this year mm-hmm. whatever you know? yeah <laughs> like i'm yeah. gonna keep enjoying what i'm doing and if people like it awesome and it's weird since i have come back with my little short break my twitter followers have gone way up my podcast downloads they're not as they're not the same levels they were last year but mm. they have gone up month by month as well too nice. so, so i'm doing something right obviously but i'm just more of a and, and you're yeah. having more fun, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 man. It's just, and that—that's the thing where, when you stop thinking about it so much as a, a career, I guess I don't know. It and, just, and it, I don't want to say job because it's yeah, because like as like we said earlier, I'll be honest, I would love for this to pop off and like of I'd yeah. quit my job and just do mm-hmm. this all day, of course, but. I think my focus now is more I'm not worried if that never happens now. Mm-hmm. It's like last year, the past couple of years, yes, I would want that to happen, but now I'm like huh? Yeah, and 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 I, and I am total guilty of this. I I was forcing it, man. Like I I was yeah. just like, okay, I have to make a deck tech today. I have to record this today. I have to schedule this. Yeah. I have to edit this. I have to have to have to. Yep. Now it's just like I have a couple shows in the can that when I get to it, I will. I got to watch some movies for for next week's show. Um, and I got to uh, prepare for for the live show. But it's just like it's not like. I'm just like I'll, I'll get to it when when it happens, and it will be great when it happens because I'm not trying to make fetch happen. It's just like it's just once you kind of get your rhythm and your groove, and you're not killing yourself about it, it just yeah. becomes so much more genuine and kind of f- like free form. Where before it's just like when you are obsessed with the numbers and you're obsessed with the analytics and the metrics that's when it just doesn't become fun anymore not just for you but for your viewers and your listeners oh yeah it's i still pay attention to analytics and stats and all that oh, stuff right but it's <clears throat> i'm not going to kill myself over it. it it's i'm now treating it more of uh you know i'm trying some experimental things and if people like it awesome if they don't okay maybe i'll just try something different then yeah you know just sort of throw shit at the wall and see what sticks yeah. Um, speaking of the hive mind, you kind of mentioned it was getting a little bit stale for you, or the format was. 
Yeah. It's getting um, a little I don't know, man. Um <clears throat> I I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm I'm like episode to episode with it, but I'm I'm not I don't know how to say this. I'm not signing like a year lease on on that show right now. Um <laughs> uh, which means that if I think of a cool guest that I want to have on, and right now I have uh, really, really incredible guests yeah. booked up until the end of of <laughs> August, um, but after that, I don't I don't have anyone planned. And if I could think of someone before I don't have someone scheduled, great, uh, it will keep going. If I don't, then I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it might just be. It might not be like a a half to every two weeks kind yeah, of show. Yeah. It might just be if I could think of someone that I want to talk to that's interesting that I think has a cool story, then it will keep going. If not, then it won't. Um, I, I'm busy enough now with uh, with the, the live show every week, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm just having a ton of fun with. I'm busy enough with, with the movie stuff, with, with uh, Director's Cut is a really really hungry beast i mean that takes a lot of time oh yeah and you've been killing it with i haven't seen some of your latest director's cuts but some of the ones i have watched you've been killing it with that you've seen seems very passionate with that it's yeah it's just movies have just been such a huge part of my upbringing and it was before it was before magic, right? It's because, yeah. like, you know, I, I found magic when I was very young, when I was about 12 years old, and, and it's still a huge part of my life, and I love it, but movies will always trump magic to me. And yeah. just having that person that I click with, uh, with Jason, and uh, and being able to, to do this project that I'm very passionate about and I believe in, it's just kind of clicking right now, and it's firing, yeah. and it's, it's fueling me creatively to where other stuff kind of isn't and you know i'm i'm sorry but <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not sorry um and even stuff like uh, uh like uh, cult of films where it's just something that i'm i was you know again just so worried about like oh my god i need a guest like i almost got to a point where i'm like no one would just cares about what i have to say uh so i always had to have someone with me where now cult of films i'm like i want to talk about this and i don't and I just want to do it by myself or, or with the viewers. I want to have a conversation about this movie that I love with the viewers. And and it's very freeing again. And it feels like I'm getting that feeling like I got when I started this channel where I'm like, yeah. I don't have to do things a certain way. I could just. You're pulling a Zuby doing a solo episodes. Yeah, man. And, and I mean, it's just. It gets a lot of fun, you, you know, doing yeah. something solo and you're just able to pour your heart out into something. Yes. Right. It, and you feel better. Honestly, <clears throat> it's, yep. you know, like when I do my solo episodes of magic, regardless of what I'm talking about, I always feel better, you yeah. know, and, and I'll, I don't know if you're like me, but as soon as I'm done talking, I have no idea what the fuck I really said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have I, a semblance of an idea, yeah. but I, I, unfortunately I, I'm such a, like a fervent editor. Like I have to go back and, and so I'll have to play it until I hate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I get so sick of every episode. Oh no, uh, I know ex- what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Except the difference is uh, like the live show because there is no editing now. Oh no, uh, I love it. 
and I just get to enjoy it as a fan afterwards, and that that's so great. And, and thank you for putting that on in podcast form because that is I literally like drive to and from work, listen to to Ten Street now, and, and yeah, that's part of the reason why I wanted to put it up on podcast too, <laughs> <clears throat> right? To um start listening to it, and because it, it, you're right, it is fun. It's fun to listen to it, and even though I've been a part of it now, and it's it's hilarious it's funny um and we have a dedicated dedicated group of people that come yeah. every week to watch and it's you know it, it's i'm thankful for that too it's, it's a party a, man yeah, yeah it really is and people just get to have fun and the chat just has a blast every yeah. single time and i had two of my friends come and watch the last show too and um you might might have saw killer killer bees in there that's um yeah, my yeah. boy Matt from VCR Gaming, and mm -hmm. he um, it, it was funny because when I mentioned the one factor fiction where I climbed up on top of the roof for the mining company, he knew exactly what I was talking about. He was <laughs> he wasn't there, but he knows exactly which mines I was talking about. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but um, and, yeah, I I just I just love it, and I and I am thankful enough to to be invited to uh, other people's work now, like like tonight. Uh, which which is a dream come true, and then like uh, I was just on like Bad Movie Night talking about the Incredible Melting Man the other day. It's just oh, like that's awesome. It's all this crazy stuff that I that I never like. Literally, it's a dream come true. Uh, being able to do this, and it's not like it's not keeping the the lights on. It's not paying the electric bill or anything. No. But it but it is. I I couldn't imagine my life not without this now, and it's yeah, just so yeah. so fantastic. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely a strange journey um, mm -hmm. with doing this because you really start out with specific intentions, right, or goals, yeah. and um, it's like earlier this year when I wrote about the other side of content creation, which was a pretty big hit actually. It was actually on the Magic Mike show as well too. They talked about it, and it's um, and it's it still it, it's still a side that you know even though I'm trying not to take this as seriously, but it's still a side that, you know, you got to think about where there's times where, you know, you do get burnt out and you're just sort of going with the flow and wondering, you know, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know? Right. And you see all these people that, you know, start off brand new and they're like, Oh, they blow up so big. And you're like, well, what the fuck, you know? And it's, and, and let's just be perfectly honest here. It's our content. The majority of magic people, they don't want to. They don't want to listen or watch it. You know, they they want to know about deck techs. They want to know what cards are coming out. They want to know all the powerful decks to build and finance. Yeah, you know, finance yeah. and <clears throat> like our kind of shows are just sort of. Since we're not talking about ever the new meta happening every week, they're sort of like, okay, yeah, this is just entertainment. And mm -hmm. I tried to be like that. I've tried and you know I not that I don't like doing deck techs and talking about meta and all that stuff I'll talk about it if it's something really interesting me yeah and all that but it's I just couldn't do that it's like lying to myself if I'm gonna try to do that right how cool is it that we are and I'm talking about we as as far as 10 street hooligans and, and your show because your show is very like let your hair down kind of let's just let's just chat um how cool is it that we're <clears throat> like what people come to after all that though we're just like okay people that play magic will get our jokes and our references but they just get to just, just like sit back and have fun yeah and not and it not be so structured or you have to like even even though like 
like Jimmy and Josh uh, from from the command zone, like they have a, a fantastic like TV station type show, but oh, they're yeah. held to a specific thing that they have to do. Because every time they don't do Commander, they people shit. will shit on them so hard. Yeah, yeah. And I feel terrible for that because you could tell that, the, you know, they have tried to kind of like go outside the boundaries every once in a while. And like you said, they just get they just get crushed. And it's just like my dream for like the future of 10 Street Hooligans is sometimes we don't even have to talk about not not just not magic like we like we've done with the D&D episodes, but just not gaming in general. Maybe we'll just talk about whatever, uh, you know, we'll just be yeah. an entertainment style podcast that people just come to hear. Be, uh, people that will just come to to uh, give a shit what we have to say as people, not so much about our thoughts on on M20, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's. You know, I, I know exactly what you mean. Try to get out of that sphere of influence of just magic. And it's something that, even though Magic Wazubi is primarily about magic, but when I have these guests on, it's there's a reason why they're magic personalities, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's that's why I, you know, we'll talk about magic, sure. But I'm also going to, I want to find out about you. And, and that's part of the reason why I kind of stopped having pro players or magic grinders <laughs> on because, yeah. I mean, no offense, it's, all they literally do is just talk about magic and it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just, I also kind of want to know more about you too, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's gotta be something else that defines you as a human besides just magic. Right. Right. Gotta be more to that. And I've had one, like, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say I've had one serious, serious pro world champion, Brian Braun, BBD. BBD on the hive mind. But, I mean, yes, it was cool to have a world champion. You know, he's played this game and succeeded at this game at the highest of levels. But I've always been a fan of him because he's just a funny dude. Yeah, he's he, just, he is a cool person, yeah. I love his, I love his like, comedic timing. Like, he is just legitimately a, a very entertaining person. And, that, and I had a great conversation with him. But, I, you know, are you going to see a bunch of pro players on the hive mind? <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not trying to fault people who that that's, you know, that's their livelihood. I mean, they have yeah, to yeah, be thinking no. about that all the time. Right? right. It's I mean, that's what that's just what they do and all that yeah. stuff. But it's also for me personally, I get a little bored with that. Right. If it's yeah. it's it's like as if I were to try to bring on people that are in my profession and that that's all we talk about. I'd be like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be very entertained with that. Right. You know. And not saying that you have to be like bad at the game to be entertaining. Like, uh, uh, what are you uh, talking about? I'm fucking amazing at this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, Cat is, uh, um, uh, Hellcat, um, Cat Light. Yeah. She is very, very good, like, scary good at magic. But she is also like a really cool person. Like, she yeah. is, she was awesome to talk to. So, uh, <clears throat> same thing with like Jamie Rigotti, um, Jamie Topples. She is, just a lovable type of person so that's why um you know these high level people sure um but that's just kind of icing on the cake i it's it's an entertainment style that we're going for right so you have to be able to carry on a conversation pretty much sometimes but um yeah man so thinking about i wouldn't say ending the hive mind but sort of doing it as an as needed basis or yeah. as you want sort of basis it's so what kind of brought you to that 
what kind of brought you to that? Like what kind of brought you to that decision? Are you getting burnt out on it or? Um, I had a non-official mental list of bucket, uh, like a bucket list of who I would like to interview and who I'd like to talk to. And I have been extremely fortunate to fill out 70% of that list. Yeah. And like the, the people that are still coming on the ones up until the end of August are like, this is a kind of a murderer's row of like the who's who, at least to me of people that I haven't had on yet that I'm actually getting a chance to get on. Um, so that is, that's huge. But after that, it's just like, yeah, X, Y, Z. And some people just flat out just don't respond or, you know, have have said thanks, but no thanks or, you know, whatever. And I understand that. I totally get it. Um, but it's just like, I, I kind of, I kind of, and not a lot of people could say this, but I kind of talk to most everyone I wanted to talk to, um, until, you know, the next, uh, Groucho Marco or, or, uh, uh, Spice 8 Rack comes out and blows up on the scene and, and is just super entertaining. And then, yes, I will be there. I will, I will bring the hive mind out of the, out of the closet and we will, we will have, we'll have one right then and there. But, yeah. uh, as far as having a steady stream of people that I want to talk to, uh, I think that well is kind of drying up. And I mean, having an interview type show, you you get that. I, that The same thing happened to Sam Tang with Kitchen Table Magic, who is a fantastic interviewer. He got to that point. He ran, he, I think he had like six seasons of, of Kitchen Something Table like Magic. That, yeah. And he's just like, you know what? I talked to everyone I wanted to talk to. It's time to move on and, and do something else. So it, it happens, right? Um it's a fun when you start a show like that, or for anyone that that is thinking of starting a show, an interview type show or a spotlight type show, it's a finite amount of space, where there's only so many actual people that you're going to be able to talk to, and then if you're a little bit more picky, I guess, then that that is even more finite. Trying to say I'm too picky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, and I feel like that's sort of the difference between. You're like when I do an interview and when you do an interview, your interviews seem are always very structured. They're not all the same. You have sort of similar to same questions. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the questions seem very tailored to the person you're talking to. Sure. But mine, and that's where I feel the difference with mine is because I definitely tried to do that more structured interview in the beginning, but now I sort of evolved it to where we're having a conversation instead. And so mm-hmm. one of the things I want to ask you was. So do you feel that the structure of your show doesn't really warrant for returning guests, essentially? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's that's a thing that I've been really battling with lately because I'm just like all these – some of these – like even these earlier guests like uh, like Aaron from Turn One Thoughtsies or – like a like a like a Ben Bateman uh, from from Masters of Modern. Although I have him, lucky enough to have him frequently on Director's oh, yeah, Cut. I'm yeah. like, I would love to get more of him on the on the channel to talk more about magic, or you know, um, even like a, a Conley Woods or something. Some of these yeah. people that I that I interviewed before that I would love to do like a follow up episode, but it's not it's just like okay we we heard your your magic origins we heard this uh we heard that and and it's just like unless something huge has happened and and you could see like a real growth or progression i don't want to be a retread show either 
yes, the aesthetics are better now just because I have better technology and, and better editing at, at my disposal, but I don't want to, you know, you could just kind of, I, I don't want to negate the earlier episodes either. So yeah. it's just like, I started that show to kind of collect experiences with people. Yeah. Um, and just to have them back on just to kind of get that extra retweet or something from, from them to be like, Hey, come watch the show again, I guess, uh, just seems disingenuous. And, and again, that's what the best thing about the hive mind is it paved the way for shows like 10 street hooligans shows like director's cut. It bled into, yeah. into even the movie stuff because it formed relationships with, with you and formed relationships yeah. with, uh, all, all these other, uh, content creators. Was that it how was, we started talking? Was you came yes. up to me to interview me? Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't remember yes. if we talked before that or something. I don't remember to be honest. No, that was the, that was the very first time you and I talked was me reaching out to you to see if you wanted to be on the hive mind. And, uh, and she said, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, you know, I owe everything, uh, as far as whatever, whatever success that I've had in the community to that show yeah, because it, it allowed me to, to make those contacts. And now I, you know, that could go and we could, we could bring those people on as returning guests on 10th street. And yeah, then, and I, they'll, I, then they'll I, never talk to us again. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus, when they like, like Milo in front the the um, yeah, fuck, fuck, what's his name? Milo, Milo the Gathering. Yeah, yeah Milo, Milo the Great, yeah. Milo the Great. Yeah, Milo the Great. But I, I was saying, like, does don't I know his last name or something? Or I can't remember right now. Um, but it's yeah, he'll probably never talk to us again. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, he's no. He's on he, the show he, next month. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just messing around. Um, but um. Yeah, it's so. Have you thought about maybe restructuring it to be maybe a more casual conversation, or is that not something you're really interested in doing? I'm really interested in our live show um, because I think that is awesome, and I have a lot of fun doing it. And I'm interested in uh, director's cut, and I'm interested in cult of films. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like like we said before, you don't want to force yourself doing it, and yeah, it's. You know, and I feel like that's sort of, I, I don't know, and I talked to you this too, I feel like it's almost missing in magic where there's just, and especially in podcast form where there's just really the free, fl free flowing conversations yeah. that are really in podcasts because when you um listen to other kind of magic podcasts that try to do interviews, and I'm not saying yours are bad, or any, but it always feels very structured where they always mm -hmm. want to talk about, you know, Oh, okay. It's um, what who? What's your origin story? What's your favorite mm -hmm. magic card? And you know, oh, how did you right. prepare to play this certain deck? And mm -hmm. it's it's not bad or anything. And I'm not saying that's a. I mean, if that's what people enjoy, it's what people enjoy. But it's also, I don't know. It's well, I, I like where it's a little bit less structured. The the yeah. people on the hive mind or the the audience for the hive mind don't show up to see me. I am just there to ask the questions, right? They come to to find out more about Spice Eight Rack as a person, or they find out more about, um, you know, uh, Tim the Digital Llama. Like they want to know more about their stuff because on their channel they're just showing yeah. their content, whether that be deck techs or streamers or um, video essays, you know, like a, like Aristic Studies or something like that. They don't 
you know, people are showing up to the hive mind to learn more about the person behind the content or the or the pro play or whatever. And yeah. that's fine. I'm just there to move the conversation along. And I, I take no offense to that. You know, you don't tune into the hive mind to see John. You tune into the hive mind to see whoever this John's talking to. I, I can um, see what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and that's and that's totally fine. It's not like I'm ending the hive mind because it's not about me. You know, it's, yeah. it's not not what it's about. And I'm not officially ending the hive mind or anything like that. It's just you know. Yeah, and I see what you mean. It's sort of like you're going to do it as an as needed basis for you. Yeah. Right. If there's someone you want to talk to, and I get Absolutely. that. I mean, yeah. that's what exactly what I said before. It's what I'm doing with these interview episodes, where it's, mm-hmm. if you're on the show, there's a reason why. Yeah, because I want to talk to you. Except you. I made no. it. No, I'm sorry. You kind of <laughs> didn't. Wasn't me being a part of Ten Street Hooligans? I had to for you had to force yourself to come on here or something. Yeah. Uh, how did how did that? Ha- okay, okay, so l- let's talk about the origin of Ten Street real quick. I think that was just because uh, it was originally called the Buzz at first. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep bringing that up. Damn it. Jesus, yeah, it's the first it, episode, know. but yeah, how did it, it was supposed to be the spinoff of the Hive? Yeah, mind. I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I mean, it was your idea, first of all, to like put it all yeah. together. And I remember being a little hesitant at first because I think I was doing VCR gaming at the time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I had another podcast sort of fall off. So, your father's a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. that was a great podcast. I know, I miss doing it. It's I mean, I can tell you offline. It's the, my buddy Alec. He, dude, I, I, I pray for Alec. It's okay. He, he's just some stuff going on. I get it and all that. Well, but if you ever want to reboot it, and and I'll be a placeholder until Alec gets back. Um, I mean, there are definitely times where I think about it, but it's like, dude, I'm having so much fun with doing yeah. Magic with Zuby and then RPG Companion as well too because that's definitely a more structured show for me that's my one show where I'll actually develop scripts for Mm -hmm. I don't do that for Magic with Zuby at all I'll just write down (laughs) ideas that I want to talk about like if it's going to be a solo episode Um, and then you know and I'm still trying to figure out who I may want to bring on to RPG Companion as well too like more people of D&D community and really just I I may want to bring on more writers and stuff and just pick their minds and yeah. stuff so if i could if i may throw out a name you should get reuben bressler because he's a fantastic uh D dm or person in general and he is just connected enough to magic of course because he's on magic mics oh yeah yeah uh that that would bring over that audience yeah too, that so i i have been thinking not just him but just more popular dms in general yeah um because it's because that is that's what i play the most of as in dnd as a dm and all mm-hmm. that, and I feel like, especially in the podcasting world of D and D, there is not enough discussion podcast about D and D or RPGs in general. There is sure. a lot of actual play podcasts, which I mean, that's not a bad thing because that's the most popular thing. But it's I enjoy good discussions about D and D in general, especially when it comes to DMing, right? Sure. Like, how do people take care of certain X Y Z actions and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, I, I have thought about him, and it's just, I don't know, I just haven't reached out yet. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there He's eventually. great, man. I, I reached out to him for, for the hive mind. He was showing up at my house uh, within, like, a couple days. Like, he, he's down to he's down to do it, whatever, which is great. It, it'd be awesome to have him as a guest player for 10th Street D&D. Damn. All right. Uh, 
we got to do tweet that. them right now. <laughs> do it. I mean, We're because things happen. That would be awesome. I mean, just him. Yeah. Just have him play a random character like as a one-off, and um, just see how he reacts. And you I mean, know, especially he's with live you with guys. Matt Mercer. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, oh yeah, he came up through through the D and D ranks proper so i mean he is not only a fantastic magic player fantastic i mean he was he was one of my influences as an interviewer he's just such a such a great guy man like ruben bressler is one of my favorite people uh in the community for sure and i need i I should get him on the show you might be convincing me more but would would i get him on magic with zuby or rpg companion maybe both yes the answer (laughs) is yes (laughs) turn them loose Turn them loose. Yeah, I think I I think I said a paragraph worth of, of words during our hive mind because he is just you you crank him up and he just goes. He he's a fan. Like a lot of people are just like uh like I'll do a hive mind with him. And then afterwards, like oh my god, I feel like I talked way too much. It's just like no no no. Yeah, that it when you run a podcast show, especially an interview show, uh, and you know this, it's the worst guests are the ones that give you one word answers and you're and you blow through your your outline in the first fifteen minutes. And you're just like shit. I don't know what to say it's the ones that actually talk is gold like that is like that's why we want you on our shows so you talk and you tell us about yourself or you tell us about the thing that you're doing like please talk try to pry pry information of them oh dude i get it it's and i feel like what helps me out is since i've interviewed so many people for jobs and all that it's i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm a little good at getting more information out of you and all that stuff and it's um Dude, talk about something that I both love and hate. I love and hate interviewing people for jobs because it's I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm really good at catching the bullshitters where it's (laughs) where people tell you only what you want to hear. And you're like, yeah, you're full of shit, aren't you? (laughs) And oh, dude. So have you ever had to interview people for a job or anything? Yeah. 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 So what was that? Was uh, that in Vegas or? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was it, like this. This job I have right now, I, I'm a department head, but I, I'm only overseeing one other person. There's only two of us in this area. But before that, like the last decade, I've been in in upper management. So yeah, I've I've had my my fair share of, of interviewing. And yeah, there there's a certain algorithm to these to the interviews, right? Where you're yeah. just like it, it, every interview you find out yes or no or you find out a lot about the person in the first 10 seconds once oh, yeah. once you, yeah. once you get that once you have enough experience interviewing people and it's it is funny because you can see through you, a lot of of the facade pretty quickly yeah you see through the facade i i, I used to feel bad at first because hmm. you know it because you could tell there's some people that just really need a job right and sure i'm always a terrible like i want to be able to help everybody but i can't Right. Mm-hmm. It's also um, the the things that the number one thing that will kill you in the first interview with me, especially because I always do a phone interview first, is if you talk too much. Oh, and okay. and and if you just keep droning on and on and I mean uncomfortably long <laughs> droning on and you're just like, Jesus, fuck, I don't care anymore. Shut <laughs> up. Like, if you talk straight for, I've had, I remember this one guy talked straight for 10 minutes and wouldn't let me get a word in or anything. And I'm like, Whoa. no, you may be perfect for the job. I don't give a fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped caring because right. he would not shut up. Dude, so. Maybe he was a podcast listener and that's what, you know. 
Uh, he, I told you from the future. Watch my comment about you know wanting to talk on podcasts. Went back in the future or went back in the past. Didn't I tell you that I once interviewed someone who listened to my show? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was the most like awkward thing ever. And he he was a local Magic player too. And oh boy, um, I'd never met him before. So because I usually recognize most people that you see in game stores, and I would have definitely recognized him. Um, mm-hmm. but he, but he, you know, we were, we get to the point in the interview, we were like, oh, so, you know, what are your hobbies and all that stuff? You know, cause you want to know more about the person. And he sure. mentioned Magic the Gathering. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Also, you play, I didn't mention my show or anything at first. He's like, oh, that's cool. And he mentions, yeah, your voice sounds really familiar. Do you do mm-hmm. YouTuber podcasts? I'm like, yeah. I mentioned the name of the show. He's like, oh, I've listened to it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it was, it's kind of awkward. And, and my, um, my buddy at the time was like, oh, shit, so people actually listen to your show. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't remember the guy's name, unfortunately. Yeah. We didn't hire him. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Unsubscribe. You think that yeah. would have been an instant hire, but no, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, and, and no, it was actually because I think we found a better candidate, actually. Yeah. And yeah. it's, But um, that was funny. Um, no, but so one of the things I love doing when I interview people is I will, especially when I have... Um, I always usually have one other person interviewing with me. I um, stare them dead into the soul when um, I interview them. Where I just I, I don't even really talk. I just stare at you. <laughs> so and what you're saying is you're a, like a really horrible interviewer because you just make them feel so uncomfortable. Well, and that that's part of my plan because I we oh. do we, we do sort of good cop bad cop type thing. Oh, okay. So I have the one I have my one guy who's really good at opening them up and and not that mm-hmm. I'm not good at opening them up because if I cuz I'll ha- if I have to do solo interviews with with people, I'm not going to just completely I'm not going to completely, you know, just be an asshole and all that stuff, but if we do right. if we have two like I'll just stare at you cuz <laughs> and I'm just trying to like get your reaction to how I how I am and all that stuff sure. and, yeah. and and then I'll really try to catch what they're saying and if I catch the bullshit and mm-hmm. um and depending on how they are depending on how I will act as well too dude I've gotten so many people that just get so nervous and all that shit and I'm like and I'm thinking to myself like I'm really not that intimidating of a person but <laughs> <laughs> you just stare into their soul and it's it's funny it's they must have seen your taekwondo videos man you are pretty intimidating uh, not really not anymore dude i'm so out of shape and i'm <laughs> i'm like broken <laughs> like dude I, I have such bad carpal tunnel on my hands now and oh my shoulders fucked i can't weight lift anymore too much porn hub yeah essentially uh, pretty much yeah <laughs> too much i mean it's just you know i'm married now it's you know you don't yeah. <laughs> it was maybe it's a California big hunks, right? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Talk uh, about men. <laughs> oh dude, the, those are the guys that I'd love to meet. Yeah. Uh, let, let me just preference uh, that that uh, um, comment was from the newest Red Letter Media video that Zuby and I were just dying over. It's the no. black black spine. Yeah, black spine three. edition. Yeah, black spine three. Yeah. Oh my god. Every time I think like. Okay, I watch a lot. I obviously watch a lot of movies, and it's really hard for me to like. I laugh a lot during our live shows, right? Like during this, like that. That's the type of thing that makes me laugh. But like watching stand-up comedians a lot of the time, or like movies, I I'm a pretty hard laugh. Uh, but man, Red Letter Media gets me crying every single time. Yeah, I pretty much. And the thing that I love about Red Letter Media 
is I have watched so many of their videos over and over again too. And that's yeah. pretty rare for me when it comes to a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, I think I've seen the, the Neil Breen, um, Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. What was the movie? It was the first movie. It was the first time they did Neil Breen oh, with uh, Max Landis, who I guess is a, is a Hollywood creep now oh, too. Oh God. I know. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I've watched that video at least 30 times. I've probably seen all the Plinket star Wars and star Trek videos over and over and over again. Sure. Cause they're just yeah. so funny. Oh um, man, the, the drunk episode, the drunk Halloween episode. Mm. Oh my god, talk about. Kiss. See, th they would be the type of YouTubers I want to aspire to. Ones that yeah. don't give two fucks about what their audience thinks. Nope. Right? They yeah. they give no shits. At That's all. the brand, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> treat their audience terribly. <laughs> and yet we're masochists. We like that. It's like, right, please yeah, treat exactly. me bad, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh yeah, so man we learned so much tonight uh zuby's obsession with california big hunks yes and your obsession with neil breen that's true yeah Amen. double down double down that was it oh okay it just okay. loves tuna so much yeah dude um <laughs> yeah man so what are you do you have any other plans for content man um is it just really been so i know you said i know we talked about hive mind as a need it as basically you want to do and then we got mm -hmm. 10th street going strong you know i gotta i love that pixie's on now she's mm -hmm. you know she's sort of breathed new life into this and she's coming up with great awesome ideas and i feel like maybe it takes a little bit of load off of johnny trying to come up with everything all the time and um and then you know and then you got the director's cut and the cult of films and going mm -hmm. on and you know what else what else is there is there anything else brewing up or is you're pretty much on a what you're doing right now you're happy with and i am i i'm super happy with that and uh um i'm not saying that like uh like i would love to do a little bit more um like movie themed deck techs because that that was yeah. those are those are a lot of fun oh well, what was uh, the last just... one you did what it was the it was the Tesa uh, or or Tesa oh, no, Envoy of Ghosts. Yeah. No, it wasn't that one. I, I maybe I didn't watch that one. I saw one where you. It was a fantasy movie or something. Um. Oh, Kroll. Yeah, yeah, that one. That yeah. was the last one I watched, and I loved it. It was it was great. Everyone loved that. That was like a four minute video, and that got like I think over two thousand views, which yeah. is a big deal for me. I mean, that's, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That's huge for me. Um. Which I still play, um, like that's my arena deck basically. I I, I, I got rid of the white, so it was yeah. a it was a Boros Cavalcade of uh, Calamity, Cav Calamity of Cap. I don't know. Ca Cavalcade Cavalcade of Calamity, I think. Yeah, or, yeah. I don't yeah. know something. Super good card. I love that card so much. And that's Such my a dumb card. Ugh. That's my arena deck, man. It's uh, mono red Cavalcade. Um, yeah, so, I, I play yeah. that mono red like Goblin Cavalcade, pretty oh, much. So good. Yeah so good um yeah no, I, I don't know so yeah that to answer your question that was uh you know i, I would like to do a couple more of those if uh, if i watch like a, a horrible movie or if i i, I kind of want to do one for oathbreaker like oathbreaker seems to be a real cool um format the, the thing is though the only magic and i'll just be you know completely frank the only magic that i'm playing right now is on arena and Same with i feel me right now yeah, and, and like you said, I feel like other people um, 
just do arena decks or stream arena to death and it's just like you know what am i going to add to the discourse i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a a bad movie trailer in front of it okay that's cool it's a it's a fun little niche thing that only i'm doing but that only goes so far it's just like i'm I'm gonna do that but then and and you don't want to force it either right exactly exactly so you um, you get that like inspiration like okay i want to do it now but you don't want to feel forced that you have to do it every week or i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah so I, I'm just like I said, I'm, I'm lo- like I'm super, super excited about like I think it's the next four guests of, of, of the hive mind. They're like super stoked about that. Um, and, and then our live show, man, uh, it's just really scratching that itch for me. I love that format. I love I love that format now because since we've switched over to, uh, uh, you know, like with integrating OBS and it just looks better, feels better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a ton of fun and it's just like my poker night like to be honest like i get to hang out with you and and pixie and johnny and coach and and whoever else is brave enough to join us that week <laughs> and uh man yeah and just director's cut is just it, like i said it's such a hungry beast as far as prep and sharing yeah. it on social media and edit like i am the sole editor on that show so it's just it's a ton of work but so rewarding um just to get that out there. Are so, you still yeah. editing on your phone? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it's such a beast. <laughs> hey man, I can't take my computer with me to uh to work. That's I true. Mean, That's true. No one from work's watching this show, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, if you could remote into your computer from work, if they allow that. Yeah, me. I'm not smart enough for any of that. I'm an old man playing with sticks. You know, I'm just like <laughs> hard cut here. Look good. Ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I just want to. It's getting really late for me. It's um, yeah, sure. past midnight for me right now, and it's. I came did D and D earlier tonight, yeah. and um, had a ton of fun doing it. It's that's pretty much my Friday nights now is doing D and D at my LGS, and awesome. it's um been a ton of fun. And do I miss FNM? Yeah, there are times I miss it, but it's like when I did that episode a couple weeks ago where why I don't miss competitive magic even at the FNM level. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Arena scratches that itch for the competitiveness. Sure. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good without it. I miss paper magic, if I'm just going to be honest, but there's just between content creation and four kids and, and a wife and full-time job, there's just only something has to get sacrificed, right? And so... Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I still got my paper EDH decks when I want to play it, and I'm building a cube again, so nice. it's there. And mm-hmm. but it's you know I don't feel the need to have to do it every week and all that, you know. Yeah. And it, well, I just want to thank you for coming on again. Um, it's been friggin' blast. It's like I feel like I could go on for two more hours here. We just yeah. BS, but i gotta wake up sometime in a couple hours so (laughs) thanks for letting me come on and talk about me yeah man no problem (laughs) no thank you again for coming on and um no it's yeah it's like like i said it's absolutely just a dream come true to do to do this you know this is awesome that uh that people give a shit about what you have to say and, and have you on their amazing shows and uh, I'm just so happy to have uh, that you and I have clicked so much in this you know short time since I've started being a content creator that we get to literally hang out every week uh, and and more sometimes. So uh, thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And where can people find you? 
You, oh God, can I do a Zuby impression? No, sure. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I, I, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> see, I can't even do it, man. <laughs> Dude, I've said it so many times, I don't even have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, they said we said could be found on. No, uh, no, uh, you could find me personally on Twitter, is probably the best way, and that's uh, at Orzob Done. Um, or you could go uh, over to They Said We Said every Tuesday night, we're doing the live. Magic the Gathering themed show, 10 Street Hooligans, uh, with myself, this man right here, uh, coach from the Card Bazaar, Johnny Slivers, and the incredible Pixie Kitten from Pixie Kitten Plays. Um, you could also go to, if you're into movies, you want to hear me discuss movies, uh, that's also on the channel, but you could also go and check out Director's Cut or Cult of Films on all the podcast sites as well. We're on iTunes, uh, Google no, I think Google is the only one I'm not on. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I love talking about magic. I love talking about movies. Uh, so, yeah, those are the best places to find me. I have a pin post on on Twitter um, that kind of shows you how to how to find all those things. So, again, awesome, thank you, sir, for inviting me on. Awesome, man. Well, have a great night, and have a great night, everybody out there, all right? Hey everybody, hope you really enjoyed the episode as much as I did talking with John. Um, it was really awesome conversation. I felt like we hit on a lot of topics that I wanted to hit on. Um, I wish we could have gone, hell, I could have gone two more hours of that show, but unfortunately it was like nearing, by the time we recorded it, it was nearing like, or no, when we got done, it was nearing like 1.30, almost 2 o'clock in the morning for me because we had to do it late. But um, had a lot of fun. Thank you again, John, for coming on the show. Uh, like I said, you can find John on Twitter at Orzov Dunn and on YouTube on the They Said We Said channel where he does the Hive Mine, uh, Ten Street Hooligans, Director's Chair, uh, Cult of Films, and a lot of other cool shows out there. Uh, be sure to check him out. You know, subscribe to him. You know, like, subscribe, all that other good stuff. And if you want to reach me, uh, I can be found on Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwazubi. Uh, magicwazubi is also found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio and on YouTube. And you can also be sure to check out, um, or you can also find magicwazubi on facebook.com slash magicwazubi, on Twitter at magicwazubi, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zubi. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and everyone have a great night.